This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Patreon, where creators can build a more sustainable income source by giving their fans monthly access to exclusive community, premium content, and the chance to become active participants in the work they love. Check out patreon.com now. Bob, this past weekend, I had the the most wonderful moment with my six-year-old, my son. We had been listening to Sgt. Pepper's earlier in the day. At some point later in the day, he waved me over. And he has this thing where he wants to tell you a secret, and it's never really a secret. But he he said, I want to tell you a secret. And I was like, what? And he said, I wish all the Beatles would come back. And then he said, then everyone would be happy again. Oh, and I was wow. just like, oh, my God, for him to, yeah. And I just wanted to say, you are absolutely right. If the Beatles came <laughs> back, everyone would be happy again. There would be world peace. Uh, but it was, uh, it, was a, beautiful. it was a beautiful little moment. But there are so many other great bands out there now trying to bring joy into the world as well. And one of them, for me, one of my favorites is the band Ages and Ages. They had a song a few years ago that became my go-to track whenever I needed to pick me up. That was their song, Do the Right Thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's just right yeah, thing. do the right thing, do the right thing. Uh, it's called Divisionary, Do the Right Thing from their 2014 record, Divisionary. And they're back now with a new song called Needle and Thread. And I'll let uh, the lead singer, Tim Perry, tell you a little bit about it. He says he wrote it uh, when he started to wonder whether staying informed and whether watching the 24-hour news cycle, whether that was maybe just making his life worse. And at the same time, I started to wonder just how much tuning out and disengaging and effectively staying stuck in my own head and echo chamber with my friends and family and carefully curated news and Instagram feeds and whatnot, and how healthy that was for me. And I think like so many people just sort of wondering what the balance was and how to be. That's why I called it Needle and Thread, because I just imagine us all with our needle and thread looking out at the fabric of this tattered world we live in and trying to figure out how to weave ourselves into it but beyond that all it's it's just a pop song man it's a pop song that addresses something that's kind of confusing and complicated because that's what i like to do could be the news i see making a mess of me So 
I love that so much. And I love how they dig into the bubbles that we all live in. Bassist Rob Oberdorfer, who's in the band Ages and Ages, he says that by channeling all of their angst into a um, three-minute pop song, he says they've basically solved all of the world's problems and totally saved the day for all of humanity. Thank goodness. Well, let let your son know. Yeah, I, sh- I should <laughs> say, look, it's okay. You don't have to worry. Yeah. We've got Ages and Ages. Uh, and that this new song from them, Needle and Thread, no word on a new full-length record from them. Uh, but this is the second single they've released in recent months. They had one out late last year uh, called How It Feels, How It Feels. But that song, Needle and Thread. I'm going to play a song by Pronoun. Do you know Pronoun? I don't know Pronoun. So there's an EP, but an album coming soon. Originally a bus. (laughs) 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 Coffee almost came out the nose when I... It did. (laughs) (laughs) Boston's one of those words like coffee. Yeah, Yeah, that that, brings out your old... That brings back my accent. Speaking of Brooklyn, (laughs) is is where uh, Elise Velturo is is now living. She, She goes under the name Pronoun. And I'm going to play this song by her called Wrong. And here's what she told me about uh, how she wrote this song. I wrote Wrong about the complicated emotion of when you think that you hate someone, but you are feeling sympathy towards them because everyone's going through their own battles. And I guess really just the complication of that emotion that I hadn't really felt until writing this song.
Bob, you've, you've been scratching some pop itch lately, haven't you? This is <laughs> you the second week could... in a row you've had that four on the floor uh, oh, yeah. beat going on. I wonder what that is. I don't know. Are you are you just happy now? I'm always happy. Yeah, it feels like maybe you're a little happier. <laughs> no sad sack pop for you. No. Well, maybe. Let's see, Let's see what you, you got know, coming on later yeah. on the show. For this half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pronoun. Pronouns, the artist, uh, and uh, the song's called Wrong. We look forward to more music. I was thinking about guitar because that song is all about yeah, the little yeah. guitar hook. And then I was thinking about Gibson, the guitar company that right. fell for bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this weekend I was listening to the record by Car Seat Headrest that came out this year. Twin Fantasy was a remake of something uh, Will Toledo did as a teenager five, six years ago. And, uh, All right, so you, you're going to somehow yeah. stitch together Gibson filing yeah. for bankruptcy, car seat headrest. Yeah. I think the thing is that there has been a decline, a decline, decline in guitar sales, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, although more recently, like this past year, it went up again. But I think people, for the most part, are thinking the guitar is finally digging its grave and mm-hmm. uh, and not the force that it once was. And then mm-hmm. I listened to this weekend, I could not stop listening to this car seat headrest record and then this song just everywhere I went just replayed in my head what he does with the guitar is so simple and so perfect you ready? I am
That guy. I love him so much. I've been thinking about this and talking about it a lot. I think it's actually a great time for guitar rock. It's just, it's being made by a lot of baby bands, a lot of smaller acts. There are no big monster arena bands, or at least not as many today, uh, where the guitar is the primary instrument. Yeah, I went this weekend. I actually saw four different bands Saturday night, and, and um, I'll talk about one of them later, but two of them, which was Soccer Mommy yep. and Speedy Ortiz. Oh, right? yeah. Right, both guitar. That new Speedy Ortiz bands. record is yeah. awesome. It is so good. What shall we do? We want to take a break? Let's do that. Let's go ahead and take a short break, and when we come back... We'll talk about that Childish Gambino video that dropped for This Is America and his performance on Saturday Night Live, which was pretty remarkable, I thought. This message comes from NPR sponsor Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. With Indeed, post a job in minutes, set up your screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free when you sign up at Indeed.com slash NPR podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Support also comes from Lisa, the mattress with over 11,000 five-star reviews and a mission to end bedlessness in America. The Lisa mattress was designed to provide support and pressure relief to every body type and sleep style for a deeper night's sleep. Lisa plants a tree for every order and donates a mattress for every 10 sold. Get $125 off, free shipping, and 100 nights to try the Lisa mattress. Go to leesa.com slash NPR. So before the break, you, you'd mentioned this Childish Gambino performance and a video. Video. Uh, I went right to the video and started watching it. And then when someone took a gun and put it to someone's head and pulled the trigger, pulled the trigger, yeah. uh, I stopped. Yeah. So I, I'm not going further than that. You guys can have a nice conversation. I'll listen to it, but uh, I can't deal with it. And I'm sure there, it, it wasn't frivolous. It wasn't without thought. This video, I'm sure, had much uh, to say right. about the state of America and violence and so forth. So I'll let you guys talk about it, but I'm not watching that video. <laughs> well, you guys, is it's me and yes. Rodney, NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael is, yes. is here. And, and Yes, yes. And uh, I, I watched the Childish Gambino performance on Saturday Night Live of this new track he he premiered there called This Is America and uh, and then watched the video that he dropped in the middle like it's almost like he was backstage and texted out this video at the same time and there is so much going on in the song and in that video and in his performance on Saturday Night Live which I found very moving uh, I thought I can't even cannot begin to unspool everything he's wrapped up in it. So I thought, Rod, we bring someone who's much smarter than I am <laughs> to come and talk about I don't know about, about that. <laughs> well, you, Rodney wrote about it this weekend, and I, I thought you had a really nice write-up. Okay, so the, here's the thing. I think you have to approach this song from the video. I think it's interesting that he put out the video slightly before he performed the song on SNL. I think that means that he wants it to be experienced as a visual mainly, and it's because you get a lot more information a lot more context about what he's trying to communicate in the video than you do simply by listening to the song you know there's so many juxtapositions here so the song opens you hear these really beautiful african melodies some people have suggested maybe south african melodies you also see in the video at that time childish gambino he's dancing he's shirtless and he's making these very exaggerated facial expressions at certain moments. 
And it all kind of draws up to this opening scene of violence that's depicted in the video where the tone of the music suddenly changes from South African to Southern American trap music in terms of the beat and it gets really dark. And all of a sudden you realize that this is not quite what you thought it was going to be. I mean, this it's sort of obvious when you listen to it and when you watch the video that he's saying that America's a very complicated place and that things aren't as beautiful as they may first seem in some, some places. So let's listen to the song and we can talk a little bit more about it when we come back. Look how I'm kicking up. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on get it. Watch me move. This is Sally. That's a tool. Yeah. On my Kodak. Black. Ooh, know that. Yeah. Ooh, get it. Yeah. 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 Ooh, work it. Yeah. Hundred bands, hundred bands, hundred bands. Contraband, contraband, contraband. contraband. I got the plug on who a hawker. Hey, 
world and express as far as Just a big dog, yeah. My kennel came in the backyard. My brother in life took off. I do think that even though you can hear the tonal shifts in this song, that you really can't begin to appreciate or even start to understand the many layers of issues and ideas that he's addressing in the song, unless you watch the video. Yeah, and the video is so full of symbolism. It's full of, he plays with a lot of tropes around hip hop and trap music. And I think he's really doing that to kind of show how in a lot of ways, this culture in some ways distracts from and in other ways contributes to a lot of the violence that's really inherent in America. Yeah, one thing I kept thinking with this is Donald Glover uh, is Childish Gambino and for anyone who knows his show Atlanta, Atlanta is a very complicated show. It's incredibly funny and then incredibly dark at the same time. And it's constantly asking you, much like I think this song is, to hold two competing ideas in your brain at the same time that something so beautiful and funny can exist right alongside something so hideous and gruesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great description of, of not only Atlanta, but like you say, what what Donald Glover is trying to do as Childish Gambino um, with this song is, is, is really heavy, and I think we'll be dissecting it for for the rest of the year, maybe. Thanks, Rodney. Thank you for having me. And if you didn't see Rodney Carmichael's piece about Childish Gambino and Donald Glover on Saturday Night Live, check that out on our website. So right about the time that Childish Gambino performance was happening on Saturday Night Live, uh, I was at a show here in Washington, D.C. by a fellow named Cautious Clay. Isn't that a great name? I am so bad at puns. I can never come up with one. And there's so many bands that have clever names like that. Uh, a play for those who are too younger to know uh, on Cassius Clay, right? A great boxer and mm-hmm. a great American. And this music is done by uh, Joshua Carpe. Uh, Joshua's Joshua, I'm guessing, is about late twenties artist who has some roots here in Washington D.C., where we are and where the show was at DC Nine. And at this sold-out show at DC Nine were people who obviously knew him when he went to college at George Washington University as a saxophone player, a flute player, uh, and a musician in general. And just the vibe in the room that night of love for this human on stage was incredible. And I only knew a couple of songs of his, and I fell for his music and who he was in this incredible presence. I want to play a short song off an EP. He's an unsigned artist, and uh, I I think uh, someone to look out for in the future. I want to play a song called Silos. Feel connected. 
I wanted maybe three more minutes of that. Yeah, I want a whole album. <laughs> I'm going to take more. I didn't realize he's. I'd heard of him. I didn't realize he was uh, unsigned. Yeah. EP is out uh, now. It's called um, Blood Type. So you can listen to more songs of Cautious Clay. But that moment when someone gets on stage and there's so much love for them is, is a, you know, all worth going to see shows and being part of a little community that forms. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I admit that I can be kind of a crank when it comes to live music because, you know, people talking around you and you're yeah. crowded and it smells and it's just like there's so many things that... <laughs> we talk about the smells and all that. I don't really. There's so many things about being crammed in a show that I just don't like, but when you are caught up in a moment with the crowd where everyone is feeling nothing but love mm-hmm. for the person on stage and everyone's excited. It is, there's no greater feeling than getting swept up in that and carried away. Yeah, yeah that's cool. wonderful. Well, I've got a new discovery, a new artist for me that I've been revisiting a lot in recent weeks, and her name is Alice Ivy. She's from Australia. She's a looper and a beat maker, and she's a singer, and I just find her music very meditative, largely for the grooves. But there are also a lot of interesting narrative moments going on in the music that you'll hear at the top of this song that I want to play. The song's called Chasing Stars, and the record from Alice Ivy is called I'm Dreaming. And the song Chasing Stars has kind of curious origins. She co-wrote You're it. You're back on the star kick, you know. That. Oh, yeah. oh, that is. It's yeah. so, so cosmic. Everything has been very uh, very astral lately. Is that is that a word? Yeah, it is now. Yeah. This song, Chasing Stars, has a curious origins. Uh, she co-wrote it with another Australian singer named Bertie Blackman. And uh, Alice Ivy, I'll just let her tell you in her own words, uh, she says that it's one of those songs where they wrote the music first and then afterward decided what it was about. I wrote the beat in Melbourne and then I flew to Sydney and we ended up working on the song over a day in the studio. When I first showed the song to Bertie, it reminded her of flying. And so the song is about Lincoln Beachy, the first man to do a loop-to-loop in an aeroplane. I hope you like it. John is from Sally. Well, if you're worried, why don't you call her up? You've got her number in that little book of yours. It's just about 8 o'clock in Santa.
Bertie Blackman singing there with Alice Ivy on the song Chasing Stars, which I think is so interesting that they thought, well, they heard this and like, well, obviously it's about Lincoln Beachy. And I'm thinking, who's Lincoln Beachy? Uh, so he he pioneered airplane acro- aerobatics. You know, he, he did loops and spins and flew upside down and at one point was considered the greatest pilot in the world. Uh, and he died when he was 28 years old in an airplane crash in San Francisco while doing one of his one of his stunts. So one thing Alice Ivy said she wanted to capture in this song is the endless landscape of the sky, the seemingly endless landscape of the sky and how it just goes on forever. The song Chasing Stars from the album I'm Dreaming, it's out now. I'm going to take us out on a new project by a fellow named Mike Lindsay and then Laura Marling. Right. You know, I was thinking about what you said about songwriting and how sometimes you don't know what the song's about till after the fact. Right. And this project called Lump that Laura Marling and, and, and Mike uh, Lindsay are doing, in the way the songs came together, reminds me of that idea where the go with your gut, see what happens, and then see what it feels like and what it tells you and all that stuff that happens yeah. after the fact. Mike Lindsay is part of a band called Tongue, T-U-N-N-G. Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. He wrote to say that this song I'm going to play called Late to the Flight uh, it was the first song they worked on together. Uh, he says that it happened three days after they met at a bowling alley where I asked Laura, that's the lead of the story that they Laura Marley <laughs> was at a bowling, bowling alley. alley. Uh, I asked if Laura would uh, be up for collaborating. I had no idea that she would be free to drop by the studio that soon or what we might end up with. He said, I'd been working on one piece of music, included Moog drones and Wibbly guitars and goes on and describing the music. And then he said, once Laura heard it, things came together so quickly and so organically to the point that it was a bit scary. She instantly started writing lyrics in her notebook. There was no chat about themes or direction. In fact, we just didn't really talk about anything throughout the entire process of making the album. Just pure sound into the brain 
and out onto the page. For anyone who's a creator in any way, shape, or form, doesn't be it music or whatever, that moment where things happen and then you look at it and you just wonder, where did it come from? And it's the most wonderful feeling on the planet. The brain is always going to be doing its thing, even if you think you haven't engaged your brain, right? Yeah. It's, it's like you're always trying to find some way to set the brain free so that you can get out of the way and let the brain do its thing and the things that bubble up to the surface when that happens. So let's go out on this by Lump. Thanks, Mr. Hilton. Thank you, Bob. Fair and Music, it's all songs considered. If you keep rolling the dice Keep that stake in your heart You look like a crooner in crisis Shaking your hips like a tide Dice fall from the table Agitating the room Take your arms if you're able I won't do it for you
look like a crooner in crisis Shaking your hips like a tarse You must keep rolling the dices Keep that stake in your heart Lay to the floor 